Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the sashimi of conversation, dipping it into the soy sauce of great humour, and then popping it in your mouth, and that's the podcast, and it's sushi, because I had sushi last night. Well, that sounds genuinely delicious. That is Ed Gamble there. My name is James Acaster. We own a dream restaurant. We invite a guest in every week, and we ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish, and drink. Not in that order. And this week, our guest is... Joe, Joe Cornish. Cornish. It's Joe Cornish. Finally completing the uh, the Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish double hit. Yeah, you know, space it out. You got to space it out. You got to space it out. Uh, Joe Cornish, of course, wonderful director, writer, also you know known for his work with with Adam Buxton back in the day. But he's I mean, got so much what? on the old CV as Joe Cornish. Yeah, what a career! Um, and very excited to speak to him. Very excited. Joe, what I'm going to say before he gets it. Joe, what? Joe, what? Lovely voice. Very nice voice. Something about his voice. Yeah. And Adam and Louis Ferrou, they all yeah. went to school together, right? They've yes. all got something about their voices. It's lovely. Yeah, really nice. Really nice. So I'm I'm hoping that he brings his nice voice with him today. He'll bring the nice voice and also he's brought the nice TV show with him. He's brought the nice TV show. He's got a new TV show called Lockwood & Co, which is out now on Netflix, and it sounds so exciting, James. In a world plagued by ghosts where giant corporations employ psychic teens to battle the supernatural, only one company operates without adult supervision, and its name is Lockwood & Co, run by Anthony Lockwood, a rebellious young entrepreneur haunted by his mysterious past, his brilliant but eccentric sidekick George, and newly arrived supremely gifted girl called Lucy. This renegade trio are about to unravel a terrifying mystery that will change the course of history. I hope that's what it's about. Ed, you know so much about it. You know so yeah. much about Lockwood and Co. That's I'm no, I don't exciting. know that. That is what I hope it is. Yeah, that is very exciting. Ruined for me because I auditioned for it. So yeah, you're not a kid, man. I've told you before. Stop auditioning to play a kid. 
But one day it might happen. It will not happen. You, especially not one day. You're getting older. If anything, time's working against you. Stop auditioning to play kids. Start auditioning for adult roles, and then maybe you'll get something. One day, I will play a kid. You will not play a kid, man. Ed auditioned for a Rugrats movie. Yeah. You just wanted to play Tommy Pickles. I'd be a great Tommy Pickles. Listen, man. We've hey, been man, through this. We've got to combine forces. <laughs> Tommy Pickles and your Chucky. Well, I could be Chucky, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ginger. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Pichucky. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to speak with a blocked up nose all the time. Yeah. What a character. <laughs> what a character. Benito could be Angelica. Yeah, Benito's very much like Angelica. Yeah, Comes yeah. and bullies us. Yeah. We're all scared of him every single week. <laughs> well, maybe we'll pitch this to Joe Cord. Because I think they were going to do a Rugrats movie, weren't they? Yeah. Has I'm not gonna, gone? I'm not going to bring up the, too late? Um, the audition, probably. You, you, you might not bring it up. Nah. I might. I might bring up the... Um, I went to a film screening and um, he kicked over my popcorn when he walked past me. Definitely bring that up. That's food related. Yeah. That's food related. Then we can ask him about what popcorn he likes. Me and Nish went to see um, a, a film screening. Nish Kumar. Nish Kumar. And Joe Cornish was sat really near us. Uh-huh. And then um, he got up to go to the toilet. He kicked Nish's popcorn over and he came back from the toilet. He kicked my popcorn <laughs> over. And then Nish kept shouting, attack the pop for the rest of the night. <laughs> attack the pop. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that is funny. Yeah. I'm going to ask him what kind of popcorn he likes. I think he's going to say salted. I don't think he likes popcorn, clearly. Mm. He actively hates it. He's jealous that you guys had yeah. it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted some pop. Yeah, attack the pop. Attack the pop. Also, if he brings up like that he likes cheese, I'm going yeah. to say attack the block of cheese. <laughs> what else comes in blocks? Yeah, yeah. We've got to think of other stuff because we definitely want to say attack the block or something. If he says croc on bouche, we go attack the croc. Attack the croc. That's good. So we can say that for that. Yeah. So just any opportunity to say that. Yeah. And then if we do say it, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a heads up right now. Yeah. No, no, normally I don't give Ed a heads up. If I get one of these in, yeah. say attack the thing, I will say like attack the croc on bouche and then I'll yeah. go championi, championi, ole, ole, ole. Why are you giving me a heads and up? Because carry on. it's baffling anyway and it's exactly the sort of thing you would do. Yeah, well, that's. I'll just let you know that's what's going to happen. Well, don't forget to watch Attack the Lock, Wood. <laughs> oh, yes! Championi, championi, ole, ole, ole. But unfortunately, if Joe says a secret ingredient that we've yeah. pre-established, he will yes. be kicked out of the restaurant. And today's secret ingredient is... Cornish, Cornish pasty. pasty. Nah, we've not on. reached too far for that one, but... Look. It was either that or a cup of Joe. Yeah, we're not superhuman here, guys. We're just people like you. And we, we just try our best with the secret ingredient. And it's just a format point. That we've making it we've really pasty. backed ourselves into a corner. Especially, I'm thinking of a particular Cornish pasty that I, I used to get Cornish pasties when I was like living in Kettering and I'd come back from London from gigs. I'd get it at St Pancras and they were not enough meat and too much pastry. Are you talking about the, the West Cornwall Pasty Company Yeah, with, the, with the pirate. Yeah, see, the... I like those. They've I got a big, like the big thick handle around the outside. I yeah, love too, that. Too, too thick. I love the uh, steak and Stilton one. Yeah, well, that was that was my go-to. Yeah, but um, I would find that it was too hot on the inside, too cold on the outside. The handle was too big. You prefer it to be hot on the outside and cold in the middle, would you? I uh, know. Funnily enough, I'd like it hot on the outside, hot hot in the middle as well. I'd like it to be nice. <laughs> You're crazy. I don't think the deal is one of the elements has to be cold. Well, hopefully uh, he doesn't pick that anyway, because I'm very excited to speak to him. This yeah. is the off-menu menu of Joe, Joe Cornish. Cornish. Welcome, Joe, to the Dream Restaurant. 
Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Welcome, Joe Cornish, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Ooh. Holy shitbox. It's the genie. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shitbox. Now, before we started recording, you asked us if you were allowed to swear. Yeah. And you were straight in there well, with holy shitbox. I like to make myself feel comfortable. It's like arranging scatter cushions on a sofa. <laughs> a couple yeah. of shits at the beginning. <laughs> Get really comfy. Now, that's given me a horrible image of how you arrange your sofa. A couple yeah. of shits at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is not. My sofa's very clean and quite expensive. It's been ruined by the cat. How big is your sofa and how many scatter cushions are on it? Uh, there is, well, it's, well, it's a three-person three sofa mm -hmm. with big bottoms. Yeah. yeah. Three big bottomed people. <laughs> Opposite <laughs> it is a two-bottomed. Is that how you measure a yes, sofa in, bu in so. buttocks? Yeah. In buttocks. It's a, a six-buttock and a four-buttock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but mega-buttocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I've answered your question. Well, how many scatter oh. cushions are on there? Uh, there's no there's no scatter cushions on it. Do you think they're a waste of time scatter cushions? S scatological cushions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah nice. It took me a while like... to get to bring that round. <laughs> Glad uh, we got there though. What would I ever put scatter cushions on? Yeah. Well, I think they're silly scatter cushions. Like yeah. you don't actually scatter them. It's not like you're a farmer in a sofa <laughs> on a sofa farm yeah. scattering the cushions Sewing at the beginning the of the season. <laughs> so you'll grow a whole branch of name a sofa shop. DFS. You'll grow a whole branch of DFS. So you have a fallow sofa. In time sofa. for the harvest. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, there might be some coinage growing in, yeah. the, mm. in the furrows. Do you have a hairy cat? Uh, what, like a long-haired cat? Yeah, how hairy no, is your cat? No, it's a short hair. All right, he's okay. a British. He's mm. a British short hair. His name is Smudge, which is like mm. calling a boy Colin. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Smudge for a cat. It's nice, though. When I was a Quite. kid, I did a comic strip of uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service with a friend of mine when we saw it on telly. Oh, yeah. And we gave James Bond a cat, <laughs> and he the cat was called Smudge. Oh. So I've always wanted to name a cat Smudge, and, and now I've finally done it. Did you pitch that to the family when you, when you got this uh, cat? Oh, there was no question that I would be naming the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my daughter's three, yeah. so has no agency. Yeah, and my <laughs> wife is uh, is uh, knows better yeah. than to try and name the cat. <laughs> yeah, it's my one area of authority. You're a writer, right? House. You can you know you yeah. can come up with a cat yeah. name. Smudge, bang, <laughs> ten out of ten. But then you know. You're you're writing loads of scripts and stuff. You get to name characters all the time. You don't want to like give, give it to someone else for one fucking goddamn second. The naming <laughs> one one shitboxing second. You want to let someone else name it for Do you once. Want to, would you like to rename my cat, James? No, no. Cause you I could get to give name him it. some middle names like a pedigree cat. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, go on, Smudge. Ed Gamble, I'm just looking at Ed. Wow. So Wow. One of the most inventive comics of his generation, apparently. <laughs> Smudge Ed Gamble Cornish. That's pretty that is good. Ben. That's, That's one good. of those middle names you'd never tell anybody. Yeah, Ed Gamble. And you'd be embarrassed when you yeah. when you admitted it. His middle name is Ed Gamble. That's quite good. Is that official now? That is official, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's but you'll exciting. never mention it again to anyone. Mm, well, I think we're on quite a popular podcast. Yeah. So the damage is done. <laughs> Bad luck. It's my Jed Gamble Cornish. Good yeah, initials, someone. though. S E G C. The C yeah. kind of. Took me a while. Nearly forgot yeah, the, yeah, first, yeah. the first letter of your own surname. What's my name? <laughs> um, oh. Of all the scripts you've written, mm. what's your favourite character name that you've come up with for someone? Well, it was fun naming the characters in Attack the Block. Yeah. And I'm working on uh, a, the, the script for the sequel, and I'm having fun finding those names. Like Pest, I like. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, as the answer to your question. That's exciting that there's, I didn't know yeah. that there's going to be another attack the block. Yeah, hopefully. Second. 
Boyega yeah. coming back for it? He is, yeah. He's he's we're writing it together. What? Yes, sir. What? Both holding the pen. <laughs> it's taking a while, be difficult right? If the yeah. writing's very scrawly. <laughs> He's fighting you. You're trying to call another yeah, character yeah, yeah. smudge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. I should put a smudge in there. That would be a good name. That would be character. really good. Smudge. What would yeah, what would a why would you name a human smudge? You'd want I'd want smudge to be a really evil character because it's such a cute right. name. Yes. Counterintuitive. Yeah. Mm. Maybe smudge holds a pen in a weird way and just smudges the ink as he or she writes. Yeah. That's all I can think of. But, hey, Lockwood & Co's coming out. That's yes. exciting. Plug time. Yeah, hey, it's... it's, it's <laughs> Stick that plug in the socket. <laughs> we really try and bring it, it in naturally and yeah, organically, good. this sort of no, thing. No, yeah, this is a, a show uh, for Netflix. But might this podcast go out after that show goes out? So, yes, it's so available now. Well, then it's available now. It's a supernatural action adventure series in eight parts. Yeah. First and the last ones, directed by me... Flick you the V then. You did flick uh, Yeah, sorry. you did. You, you, you I did. I think you were two episodes. Two episodes yeah, yeah. Flick James flick the, the, v. the V. Yeah. And then uh, I've sort of, I think it's, I think I'm called a showrunner, even though I don't like that term. Right. Why not? Why don't you like that term? Uh, it sounds tiring, running. Mm. And mm. show, I don't know, sounds a bit razzle dazzle. And it just sounds like Greg Wallace might visit me and ask me how I do it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe, this is amazing. And you get that many shows out in this much time. Oh, oh, oh I never realised it when I opened my packet of shows that, they, that this much work went into them. <laughs> You're well telling done. me you film four minutes a day? Yeah. Wearing a hairnet for no reason. Yeah. Absolute waste of time every time he's got a hairnet on. Like writer-director sounds quite sort of sophisticated, yeah, doesn't it? Showrunner, I don't know. This is an exciting series, though. Yeah. This is, I mean, how do you how do you know? Because because we've got the press release. We, right we've, read, we, we've read the press release and we're like, yeah. this sounds cool. No, it is good. It's quite uh, exciting and spectacular, and it's got ghosts and fighting ghosts. It's a clever idea. Mm. Like the idea is that uh, ghosts can kill you by touching you. One little touch of a ghost, oh, no. and you're dead. Oh no! But that yeah. Oh no! Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, usually in movies, ghosts can't do that much to you, can they? They can possess your daughter. Yeah. yeah. They can throw things at you. They can make very sudden, loud noises that risk a heart attack. Pottery. They can do pottery. They can do pottery. That's yeah. true. I was watching that yesterday, weirdly. If they touch the pot, the Connected pot dies. That would be awful if, if, yeah, if they that mythology well, happened no, in ghosts. Can they do pottery? Well, they can sit you. close they can sit behind to you while you, while you do, do pottery. pottery. But she'd be dead immediately if it was, it was Lockwood If it was Lockwood yeah. Co., yeah, yeah, that would be a very hard... She would slam face forward into the pot. <laughs> <laughs> and then her corpse would spin round. Until it hit a table leg. Yeah. Is she then a ghost and she spins round yeah. and gets flung off somewhere and touches someone else and then they're dead? Yeah, well, that could be a massacre in the streets. Oh, dear. Are you a are you a big foodie? Well, you know, I'm not. I'm really I'm really infantile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of these people that's hanging on to peculiar decisions they made based on nothing when they were twelve. <laughs> so this isn't going to be your uh, you know haute cuisine episode yeah. of off menu. That's interesting. I'm very excited to hear the stuff. Really? Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I am wasted now. in a posh restaurant. Yeah, like. Yeah, in both senses of the word, <laughs> of the phrase. Like, you're sort of wasting your money if you take me to a... Take me to a medium restaurant mm-hmm. or to Brixton Village, yeah. you oh, know, somewhere it. like that, and I'm in. But posh restaurant... Posh restaurant. But surely that must have happened a lot in the past. Frustrated. Like Netflix, did they take you out to wine you and dine you in have the posh they? restaurant? Yeah, mm, yeah, I do go to, yeah, quite a lot of sort of business-type, meeting-type dinners. 
But, uh, and yeah, I do get quite tetchy. Not tetchy, what's the word? Like, you know, impatient. Mm. I just want the food slapped down. I mean, there's been, I've been served courses that are just like, I don't want to eat any of that cube, yeah. cube of peculiar substances. <laughs> Here's the thing, I like to know what I'm eating. Yeah. So yeah. I like to see it. I don't like sauces mm. because they feel like a smokescreen. Really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like, see the sauce as part of the dish? No, I don't. I think it's like, well, if you're going to cook something, cook it nicely. Don't smother it in a sauce to try and, you know, yeah. putting a sauce on something is like wearing a Halloween costume on a daily basis or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no. It's like a mask to hide <laughs> not on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> but this, but do you, the sauce is surely part of the cooking. You're suggesting that they've cooked yeah. something and then grabbed some sauce from the fridge or something and then just cover yes, it. You can't just right. taste the sauce. It combines okay, with well, the Okay, well, here's flavor. the other weird thing. I don't drink tea or coffee. Right. And I've only just, in my twilight years, which yeah. I'm now in. Are you in the twilight years now? I think, I think so. Uh, started drinking hot, like hot drinks, like I've got a lemon and ginger here. Yeah. Mm. So basically hot, so I just don't like hot fluids. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. You must have had people like this on before with peculiar infantile Oh, definitely, yeah. We've yeah. heard that Paul Rudd. Yes. Does not like sauces. I've eaten a meal with Paul Rudd. That must have been the driest yeah. meal in existence. Yeah, but everyone was like, those two guys, what the... <laughs> I got a piece of lettuce on my epiglottis, is what I remember about that meal. It was with Edgar in LA. Yeah. Is it, we is were in quite is a posh restaurant. This is pr when, when we were just... Yeah, when Edgar was casting Ant-Man before yeah. he left Ant-Man. Edgar chose Paul for, uh, for, for Ant-Man. Yeah. And yeah, so we sat down and had a meal with him and I started sort of convulsing... And be unable to talk and and coughing violently, and it was a it was a little piece of tiny little piece of lettuce, yeah. almost like a little a little rip of Rizzler that was basically attached to my epiglottis. <laughs> Very difficult to get off because you can't get a finger and thumb in there and peel well, it off. Sure. The only way you to risk do it. twanging your epiglottis. <laughs> yep. Pull Rudd shrink down to the size of Ant-Man and go in there and get it, right? Yep. Very good. Eh? Yeah. Thank you. That's the only yeah. way. Me and James have both been thinking about yep. that ever <laughs> since. Really? Yeah, you can tell. You really? can tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. As soon as Ed said the only way to do it, I went, fair enough. He got, <laughs> well, I, he should got have, there first. I should have said to him, look, if you if you if you want this part, get the lettuce off my epiglottis. <laughs> The audition of all auditions. Yeah, wow. Yes. But I don't think he would have got the part. No, if, 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 if he could do it in real life. If he'd shrunk down and got the letters off your epiglottis, well, no, he you wouldn't have, have given them the part. Because imagine the uh, VFX money you would have saved. Yeah. Yeah. If he could really shrink a dick. Jumped in your mouth, got the lettuce, then came out your nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sat down and carried on talking to Edgar. That would have been a meal to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always start the dream menu with still a sparkling water. Yeah, well, this has become a very controversial binary decision on your podcast, mm. hasn't it? Yeah. It's a bit like some sort of factional political divide that might schism the country. <laughs> yeah. And I get I get the feeling, having listened to your podcast, that, you know, still water is the thing to... That's the sort of popular choice. It, we get a lot of sparklers in. There's a lot of, there's a lot of those like, sparklers knocking around. I feel around. like it's 50-50. Yeah. Also, I Do know... You? I don't. Well, here's the thing. I think it depends on your budget. Mm. Like, I'm not going to buy still water. Yeah. yeah. Like, that seemed very decadent to Yeah, me. That, it, I completely tap, agree Go for you. tap water. Yeah. If I'm really splashing out and having an exciting meal, then I'm going to have some fizz in my water. Right. Because I'm not paying for water, you know. Yeah. So it depends on the time of day, the budget... But I'm in the dream restaurant, right? Yeah. So money's no object. Yeah. Object? Object. 
I'm going to go for sparkles. You're going to go for the sparkles? I certainly am, yeah. I Just because of the, what we've been talking about so far, yeah. I would imagine that if you had sparkling water, you would splutter and uh, just like it would be a disaster. Because of my sensitive epiglottis. Yeah, epiglottis, you'd be all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Uh, talking like Donald Duck. Mm, no, no, I'm pretty I can handle my sparkling water. Yeah? Yeah. I'm pretty good on sparkling water. I mean, it's an exciting drink. Don't get me wrong. If anything, it might help if you've got something stuck in your epiglottis. It might. It might oh, it erode it. Erode it, 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 it away. Bubble, yeah. Bubble the leaf off. Yeah. Yeah. Like some sort of um, Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. Function. Yeah. yeah, but I do feel like a bit of a dilettante, even though I'm not sure what that word means. I yeah. feel like a bit of one for yeah. choosing sparkling water. But it's you know, this is the dream restaurant. It is. So I don't get judged. No one can judge you. Dilettantism. Yeah, yeah. No one can judge you in the dream restaurant. Mm-hmm. Do you want it in a Apart rather than put genie. it in a glass? Yeah. Do you want us to put it in like a like a tankard or something so people can't see through it? So you can probably pretend like you're drinking tap water. Well, mm, so you don't feel like a dilettante. No, no. I go. I want to go the whole hog. I want yeah. a big expensive bottle mm-hmm. and a champagne flute. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want. I want to. Yeah. And I'll hold it with my little finger, extended, a la. Yeah. Tony Hadley, yeah, and I'll uh, and I'll sip it and sup it and burp and like nobody's business. You say cheers uh, every time you take a sip. Yes, I cheers. will. I'll say bon santé. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you say bon santé. Yeah. Bon santé. I think is French for good health. So who who would be saying that to in your who else yeah, is, in is, my anyone dream in, is anyone oh, there with God. you? Uh, who's in my dream restaurant? Just people. Who's in my people who laugh at my jokes. And like a lot of times when I have dinner with people, I don't know, I find that they 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 like they talk a lot about themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just a really good listener. But I'm trying to think how I could get a group of people who'd be fascinated by me. Maybe I'd recruit them on the internet. You'd want you'd want some sort of lackeys or or to- yeah, toadies? on Instagram maybe some toadies. <laughs> yeah. Some toadies. Uh yeah, some fawning toadies. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I'd hold some sort of toady competition mm-hmm. and uh, see who could write the toadiest note. Yeah. Toady from Neighbours turns up. He's, to- he's gutted. He's got yeah. it wrong. Toadfish. Toadfish, yeah. Toadfish. Oh, that would be a great dinner. Do you want Jared Rebecca to come to your meal? Who's that? That's Toadfish's the character. Wow. Name. That's good. Wow. Well done. Are you like an uh, are you like a deep neighbours fan? No, not anymore, but I do that was my era. Really? Was Toadfish slash Jared Rebecca. Also I'd yeah. say Toady. Slash Toadfish mm-hmm. is uh, very much like like The Rock was in wrestling, where right. even if you don't really like the show or watch it very yeah. much, you know that character and you think that character is awesome. You, you can be a, a fan of Toadfish, yeah, and not a fan of Neighbours. Yeah, that's that's true. Same with Harold Bishop. Yes, yeah. I tell you what, I'd have I'd have all my friends: mm. Louis, Edgar, Adam. Yeah, some friends who aren't like well known as well let's let's, let's throw in a name of one yeah. of the ones who isn't well known as tom well. tom uh tom would be there david would be there town end he's the cinematographer he shot he shot attack the block and uh, okay. he shot lockwood and co he's still still a colleague yeah he's a colleague any yeah, friends who very aren't colleagues? clever guy any friends who aren't colleagues david i mean most of my friends are in the biz how do yeah you, how do you know yeah. david well david runs the film four channel David Cox, (laughs) but I did know him before. I made him. I knew him long before I made films. We've got to find a friend who doesn't work in the industry. All right, this is tough. (laughs) We've got to find someone. Uh, They, I think they all work in the industry. No, surely not. Think they do. Surely you've got a single one friend. (laughs) No, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, yes. 
Uh, smudge. <laughs> smudge. I knew we were going to get to Smudge being at the meal. He's a good conversationalist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just he doesn't say much, but he looks at you and blinks. Oh yeah. And then like, that means he loves you. You know. That's the silent meow. Uh, anyway, the point of having all those people is the one difference would be they'd be fascinated by me. Yeah. And really want to hear what I had to say about myself and my career instead of just constantly talking about themselves <laughs> and their own achievements i think that's your fault for only having friends within the industry yeah 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 if you had a friend who didn't work in the industry they'd be they so probably impressed. would be interested yeah. in they'd be so impressed Man, i'm trying to think this is terrible i probably do i'm just panicking yeah, i really hope your neighbors and... don't listen to this podcast okay well Am I friend? I'm friend- in the industry, probably. I'm not like tight, close friends with my neighbours. Are sure. you? Yeah. No, no, I'm not. They're not super close buddies. I, I, I like them, uh, but I've only, I've, I've only lived there for a few months. To be fair to me, yeah. Maybe I should scroll through the <laughs> contacts in my phone and this see. So that's my producer. That's Will Joe Cornish find wife. a contact in his phone? Who is These not are the, in the people industry. who've called me in the last couple this of days. Friends. My producer Naira, yeah. who's a massive fan of this podcast. Hello, Naira. Uh, my wife, Adam Buxton. Yeah. My builder, Claudie. Now, is Claudie a right. friend? Do you want Claudie to come? Yeah, he's a friend. Uh, do I want Claudie to come? Yeah, he could come. Yeah, let's get Claudie. Claudie like? Uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. I mean, he does big jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he does little jobs too. Yeah. I like that in a person. I like Claudie. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you needed to hear yeah. to like him. Claudie's great. I found two more friends. Yeah. Joel. He, uh, I've accidentally called Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't call Edgar. He's going to call back now. <laughs> He'd love uh, to be on the podcast. Yeah, again. he loves his podcast. He yeah. does love the podcast. But, uh, Leo, Joel. she works so in the Joel, industry. Ed- Joel produces Black Mirror. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, there you go. Uh, and that's it. So, yeah. Well, so William, the, closest, the closest we got was Claudie. William, he's, the, he's a, a plumber. I called when my boiler broke the other day. Okay. So Claudie James and William Biddle, can come. He's a producer. Lucy Pardy, she's a researcher. It's an unknown caller. Oh. Maybe I'll have to track them down and invite them, yeah. <laughs> whoever it was. This is my friend, unknown caller. Um, you don't know me, uh, but you called me accidentally at 4.32 two weeks ago. Would you like to come to have a meal with me in, in a dream restaurant? It's going to be no. me and Claudie and Smudge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'm going months back and, and uh, all I can find is my uh, hairdresser. Yeah. Jesus. Well, there you go. Ve- thank you very much for doing the research yes. there and seeing if you could find anyone. Yeah. Poplums or bread? Poplums or oh bread, Joe God. Cornish? Poplums or bread? Well, I, a bread. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had these friends who started a restaurant uh, and they grew, they, they had a brand new type of bread in their restaurant and a they grew a yeast. Wow. And they grew it. Have you ever come across this kind of shit? (laughs) (laughs) They did it in a yogurt pot, Uh in a cupboard. And I think they were so heavily into breeding bread. (laughs) They were bread breeders. I'm not sure that's the right term, but I like it. it Because that's what yeast does, isn't it? It it, it, One bit of yeast parties with another little bit of yeast. In a yogurt pot. They create a new sort of yeast. They're just cultures, aren't they? Yeah. And in a Petri dish. It's sort of disgusting when you think about it. It's disgusting when you think about it. It's Revolting. disgusting when you look at it under a microscope. Yeah. It's delicious when you eat it. Oh, yeah, when mm. you eat it. But you didn't eat it straight out of the yogurt pot, did you? No, but they, they so wanted to become uh, restauranteurs that even mm-hmm. when they were at university, they were breeding yeast. And they invented this sort of yeast, and it became the signature bread of their restaurant, which was called Morrow in Exmouth Market. Part oh. of it. And uh, the bread there was like the... 
one of the signature things when you went there and it, God, it was delicious. Yeah. But when I ate it, I always used to think of a like a grotty little cupboard <laughs> in a student <laughs> house in Bristol yeah. and an old pot noodle pot. Can you think of anything else that is disgusting when you think about it, disgusting when you look at it under a microscope, delicious when you eat it? Yeah, or, or meat. Yeah, meat. Or Surely uncooked meat. meat. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Most food, really, probably. You think it's it? all yeah. disgusting under a microscope? Kind of everything's disgusting under a microscope. What Apples? apart from Ant Man? <laughs> He's better. What isn't? He's he even great. better. Yeah. yeah, you can see his expressions much yeah. more clearly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was there a period in your life where you were thinking a lot about that sort of stuff? Wait, wait. It was just like all about Ant Man. All of your well, all of your thoughts just went to things being shrunk yeah, down and about, tiny. We worked and on that film for eight for about scale. eight years. Wow. Like, you know, from before the first Iron Man movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know it was that early. Yeah. On, on and off, we were working on... I mean, we weren't just working on that for eight years. Yeah, yeah. That would be too too much, yeah. too long <laughs> for a film about <laughs> a shrinky-dink superhero. Such no, a but on man. and off, we were both doing other things. So you're always, like, maybe look, you'd look, like, look at a mug and think, oh, imagine a little man. Well, it's weird mug. how doing that sort of thing actually cleans your mind. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about something for that long, you're like, okay, done with that. Finished yeah. with that. I never have to think about it. Never people. have to think about it ever again. But are you suggesting that Joe would look at everything and go, imagine a little man climbing up that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if I was doing Ant-Man for eight years, I think every time I looked at anything, I would think, like, I'm looking right now at a tissue box here. Yes. And I would think, oh, imagine a little man climbing up the tissue box <laughs> and then jumping in the hole where the tissues are. You know what? And what would you, that be like for the little man? You would be a big... You sh you'd be a fan of the Ant-Man films. <laughs> you should see... You should watch... And he appears in the Avengers movies as well. Yes, yeah. yes. You might like them. I would like that. Is that a scene that you ever considered? Um, Ant-Man climbing box. up a tissue box mm. and jumping into the tissues? Uh, <laughs> well, Pretty if he exciting. was, say, trying to parachute out of out of a high building, yeah. you could do yeah. that. There you go. Yeah. Or if uh, he had a cold. If he maybe... Yeah. Uh, if he had a well, it's, yeah, and you just rip a little corner off, yeah. a tiny little corner. <laughs> That's off. funny. Yeah. I don't know. I think the fibers would be very big, and they'd lash against his face. Yeah, it'd probably be better off um, getting that little bit of lettuce. lettuce. You see how deep I'm going into this? Yeah, see that, but that's I mean, good. I'm really this... imagining it. Yeah, yeah. And how to deal with it? This is the this is the VFX meeting. No, Joe, the fibers would be too big. They'd lash against his face. <laughs> that's exciting. That wouldn't fly in uh, in uh, ILM. What would fly? Is that man holding the corners of a tissue, jumping yeah. out of a high building? Uh, I was going to talk about plies, but um, you know, three, <laughs> three plies, because maybe he'd lose a ply, and you go, huh? oh, but yeah. he's got two yeah. left. Then he'd lose another one. Huh? He's only got one ply. So would you um, have to like add commentary there, though? You'd have to have him going, no, no, I lost a ply. No, no, the, the trick would be to set up the plies earlier in yeah, the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about To just toss then. it in. Right? So the audience would go, oh, that's a strange So he'd probably them. go like, oh, three, three plies. Yeah, would you like one of these three-ply tissues? Throw, yeah, yeah. Throwaway line in I an think act Michael one scene. character could get away with saying that. Yeah, exactly. I think everyone would, would, would think we'd Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how's his surname spelled? I've never, has it said? I've never seen it written down. I just said Pino, and I don't think it's Pino. Yeah, I, I don't know. Pena? Yeah, I think so, probably. Anyway, I think wrong. I think if that character said, "Do you want one of these tissues? It's free ply," it would just yeah. be a funny joke, yeah, yeah, and people wouldn't really see it as yeah. like a thing. But then later on, you go, "Oh, no. yes, that's good." There we go. That's in the bag. The scene is written. If someone offered you to do a borrowers film or TV mm. show, would you do it, or would you think I can't think about that stuff again? I would think that I don't like the borrowers. Borrowers? What are they called? Borrowers. They borrow. Because they borrow. Yeah, they, they, they borrow they're, well, they're thieves. I don't yeah, know. They feel thieves. like. They yeah, I don't know. Wait, is it? Isn't it Jim Broadbent? 
He what he to yeah, have a very small Jim Broadbent living in the cracks of my <laughs> floorboards yeah. would be upsetting for me. Do you think in in what you'd feel bad for Jim Broadbent or you'd be worried about? It just feels dirty. Yeah. Mm. I'd want to get a, uh, a a toothpick and clean him out. Clean him out. Yeah. Oh, you mean oh. out no, of your house? You don't the clean out his, his cracks. Yeah. You want to get yeah. him out? Yeah. I I think that'd be upsetting. It's just upsetting to have tiny people living. Ant Man returns to normal size and carries on mm. a reasonably normal life. That's why you like him. That's yeah. why I like him. Yeah. But to have broadbent. Uh, I don't know who the rest of the bu- 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 borrow- borrowers were. Bor- borrowers. <laughs> I can I'm understand. Saying Staunton. I'm, I'm just imagining Staunton. Yeah, you'd hope so. It'll be another you'd national so. treasure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, Ian Holm is the original borrower. Right, exactly. That was like a Sunday, yes. Sunday yeah, lunchtime, Sunday right. tea time series, and yeah. it would be Ian Holm as the pod. I think it was the main one. Yeah. No. Well, no insult to to fans of the borrowers. Yeah. But no. But I think your earlier point stands. I'm, I'm just done with shrinking. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. What would you do if you found a borrower in your house? Uh, would you kill what it? What would I do? I would I would become a, a billionaire mm. because I'd have a very, very tiny human. Yeah. And there's nothing like that's ever existed before. Yeah. I'd probably mm. call Blue Peter. That would be my first <laughs> port of call. To become a billionaire. <laughs> well, just to get the exposure I need. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, thinking of 70s Blue Peter, not the Blue Peter now, which is just yeah, house, no one watches that which now. Is house music and uh, break, <laughs> break dancing. Isn't yeah. it? I don't know. I just think that's the first call for people who are unusually tall or unusually small. Yeah. Um, not the yeah. Guinness Book of Records? Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah. Also, it'd be very exciting for you if you found a borrower because then you'd have a friend who wasn't in the industry. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. I think they'd, they'd immediately get in the yeah, industry. They'd immediately yeah, they'd immediately catapulted into your, showbiz. Your things that you make them yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you're going for your yeah. phone. I've got Pod here. Oh, no, he's a... Yeah. He's, he's host Blue Peter now. Oh, you've made me worried now I haven't got any friends in the industry. <laughs> well, you know, there's a whole, we've got a whole podcast for you to remember someone that isn't um, Claudia or Smudge. <laughs> <laughs> Quite unsettling having you talk in a casual manner about Claudia and Smudge. <laughs> <laughs> so the bread is the bread from tomorrow. Yeah, is the bread is like. the bread from tomorrow. That's what you want. Yeah, delicious butter with it as well. No, not no? butter. No, 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 no. A little dish of delicious olive oil. Yeah, yeah. To dip it in, mm-hmm. lovely. But be very careful not to get it on your shirt. Oh. So I'd have to tuck in the napkin yeah. like a bib. Yeah. Because I'm terrible for getting oil splats mm. on my clothes. Yeah, me too. I, I, the mm. second I put a new shirt on, it's yeah. gone because of an oil splotch. Oh. Two days ago, two days ago, yeah. just I got up, showered, dressed, then went to make something in a in a frying pan with some olive oil. Yes. Immediately, yeah. over all of it, I've got about seven aprons yes. in my kitchen. Yeah. Hung up, I don't wear any of them. You've got to put I them like, on. I was like, come on, man, you've got to start wearing an apron. No, my wife's taught me to put an apron on now, and now I love it. Yeah. I like to call it a pinny. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Because it feels a bit more transgressive. Just imagine your wife on. teaching you literally the <laughs> the technique of putting yes, an apron on. So your head goes goes yes. through this bit. That is kind of what happened. <laughs> she ties the strings at the back for me. But you're right, you've got to protect your new clothes from oil, definitely. <laughs> I'll just cook topless, though. Yeah, Do and, you? And edge, yeah. Like, sexy, Isn't your sexy chest body. covered in, like, little burns? Tiny little burns. Peck, spe- speckled, peckled with little burns. Yeah, it's like the borrowers have had a cigarette party on my chest. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigarette party. <laughs> Videodrome style. Yeah. What's your apron look like? Well, there's two aprons in the kitchen. One one has got uh, blue vertical stripes, your classic Yeah, lovely. I think the other one is sort of brown. No, brown? <laughs> 
Slimming, is it? Of course. That's very clever to put that on. Although as an apron, because it's not your full body, it must look weird. Yeah, just the middle of the body is slimmed very down. Very slim in yeah. the middle. But yes, like a sort of awful freak, freaky funhouse optical illusion. <laughs> yeah. People can't look at me in it. Makes yeah. me feel dizzy. <laughs> Tiny body. Yes, Claudia comes in, Claudia. immediately falls over, <laughs> cracks the plaster. Yeah. Gets covered in oil. Because he's not got his apron on. Uh, the other one is just grey. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's for cooking I, I, sad I, meals. A bit of egg, maybe. I'm detecting it. that you prefer the vertical stripes one. Uh, I go for whichever's hanging on the top of the huge cluster of things that are hanging off the back yeah. of the kitchen door so much so that it doesn't open properly. Yeah. Our apron came cupboards. down recently. So oh, did it? No. Yeah. Oh, no. came oh, was it self-adhesive? Yeah, it was one of those adhesive ones. And then, you know, I got a new apron, yeah. a leather apron. Listen, give well, Claudia a call. He'll screw one in for you. <laughs> Claudia will sort me out, <laughs> yeah. won't he? Yeah. 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 He'll probably do it for free just as a little taster like a drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep and then get back. really, really yeah. addicted to Claudia's yeah. work. Were you, and this is a genuine question that I care about. Yes. Mm. In the room when it fell down, or were you elsewhere in the house and heard it and thought, what the bloody hell is that? I was that? away. I got back. Oh, no. I got back and all my aprons were on the floor. Oh, and I was like, God. well, I better hang those back up. Went down the back up, no hook. No hook oh at all. God. Yeah, because it's an, an adhesive one as well. There's no mark where it was. How long ago was this? This was two weeks ago, I'd well, say. Well, you still look startled. Yeah. I... And when I came here today, I thought, Ed looks startled. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happened to Ed recently. I hope he's okay. Yeah. And now I know. Yeah. And it's that. And as so, soon as so, aprons so, came so, up, so, I was so, like, so, oh, no, I'm going to have to bring this up. God. This is the first um, time we've talked about aprons on the podcast. Really? Mm. Which oh, is like it's it's a, a food podcast that's been going for quite a while. Yeah. What's the difference between an apron and a penny? Well, I would imagine a penny has like frills on it and stuff. That's yeah. what I imagine a penny has would have like frills around the. Yeah. It's a it, bit more. Why is fancy. it called a penny? Is it short for pinafore? Well, a pinafore is a pinafore. A penny is a penny. But what's a pinafore? It's a little dress that you pin <laughs> on the front of a on a dress, isn't it? Like, like I don't know. I don't watch enough Bridgerton. They have big bustly things, yeah, and and pop a little pinafore on the front. I thought it's a like a bib for your genitals. Yeah, yes. but I thought that's what a pinny was. Like a, it's like a giant flat sporran. And they need those in, in Bridgerton. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, they, they, they need, need a bib, bib, bibs for their they genitals. Bibs for their genitals. To clean up the yeah. oil splats. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of oil splash. <laughs> the frying pan bukkake. <laughs> Christ. Also, I think, fair to say, the first mention of bukkake on the podcast. I think so, really? yeah. So that's good. Oh, I'm There's very, yeah. I'm very a... proud. <laughs> and, of course, it's come... Yeah. Right, I've Googled Pinafore. Yes. Um, don't do that and go onto Google Images. Right. Why? Well, I think... I sh Yeah, I like those pictures. <laughs> those I don't pictures. see your point. But... I, d yeah. I don't understand uh, wow. why that's the first thing that so comes up on pinafore. Naked women wearing three pack. Well, oh, a three wearing pack. only pinafores. I think pinnies and aprons—they're they're quite potentially sexy because they happen to cover all mm. your sensitive areas and not much else. But they leave the buttocks exposed. Yeah. So the front view—if you're—if you're naked but just wearing an apron, yeah. you're presentable from the front. <laughs> but all you have to do is turn to get the um, yeah. can of ravioli. <laughs> Off the top shelf, yeah. and suddenly, how's your father? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, but isn't that the same with like hospital gowns though? And you wouldn't call those sexy. Well, no, because you're in a hospital. Yeah, some people find that sexy. Yeah, I suppose there's oh, something well, for something for everyone out know. there, isn't there? Listen, it? as long as you're somewhere businesslike, yeah, where mm. you're getting things done, yeah, then it's sexy. Yeah, it's sexy, because right? It's, it's so <laughs> naughty. <laughs> well, well you're, you're just going to get on with it. It's then I'll let you know that 
you can buy a three a three pack of maid costumes for eight ninety nine. Would you buy them for me, please? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Maybe everyone at my table is wearing pinnies. Yeah, are you sure? Because this is your builder and your cat. <laughs> What about my other friends? Have they not been allowed? Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, Edgar, yeah. Louis. Yeah, they're all wearing pennies. Uh, they're fully dressed, but they've got pennies on because uh, a penny is a sort of the thinking man's bib. Yeah. I mean, it really does eliminate any, yeah. uh, uh, you know, possibility of splat or splattage or spillage. Mm-hmm. Do you like that in a restaurant when they give you a bib? When they give me a bib in a restaurant, like in a, in it's a, never happened. A seaf- it like a seafood restaurant yeah. or a barbecue restaurant, oh, right. sometimes they'll oh, have like a plastic true, yeah. bib and they'll come and put it on for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened to me. I don't know if I like it. I'd have to experience it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It feel that uh, like the closest association I've got is when you sit down in a barber's chair and the barber puts the stands and presses their tummy into your back. <laughs> your back, then, uh, your backless chair. Well, no, you're right. The tummy. I mean, this barber's got a high tummy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and drapes the thing round you and yeah. ties it round. Like, yeah, I quite like that. Feels like you're in yeah. for something, doesn't it? You like the tummy on the. No, tummy I, li- on the back. I like the draping of the thing around the chesticles mm. and the tying of the thing around the back of the neck. Feels like a ceremony, doesn't it? Like a sort of crowning ceremony, like a coronation. I feel like it's more like a sorting hat situation than a coronation. Right. Why? Because <laughs> the way you look at me as if not. I've got something to say about that. <laughs> you looked not, at Ed and you formal. looked at me with yeah. quite a news night face yeah. and tilted yeah. your head. Yeah. You like, Joe, go. Run with that. I don't know where to run You know with what that. to do, Joe. Sorting out a coronation. I got lost about two non sequiturs ago. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because rust new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from rust Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed. 
answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your dream starter. Dream starter. Okay, well, I think I was thinking about this and I'm going to, like, in the dream restaurant, can I be anywhere that I want? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the rules of space and time are suspended. Yeah. So I would go for a bruschetta. Lovely. Lovely. Very funny thing to follow yeah. you yeah. asking if the rules of time and space are suspended. Well, this isn't <laughs> yeah. any old bruschetta. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Can I, I do whatever I like? Right? So the, the one of the... No, science okay, so does this not apply. The... the rules of science don't apply. A bruschetta, please. <laughs> This is the follow-up to your poshest meal I've ever had. Great. Right? So when when Attack the Block came out, this Italian uh, producer bought it to distribute in Italy. His name was Aurelio De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. Dino De Laurentiis's uh, nephew. Yes. D- Dino De Laurentiis, famous producer, right? Barbarella, Flash Gordon, Blue Velvet, Conan. No idea. Serpico. Oh, I know Conan. F- yeah. But I famous, like famous Italian producer. Anyway, his nephew. He buys it for Italy. He he puts a um he puts me in a private jet. I'm at a festival in Switzerland, in Locarno. Uh-huh. He says, Joe, come, come and see me. I want to meet you. I love your film. A oh. little bit like that, his voice was. Yeah, that's nice. And so he puts me on a private jet from Locarno. I fly to Naples, where I get on a speedboat, like a sexy speedboat, big James Bond speedboat. I get, like, speedboated out to this little bay off the island of Capri, where Aurelio De Laurentiis is floating in this beautiful cove with a little plastic floating tray with a cappuccino on it. Mm. Wow. I get off the speedboat. I bash my ankle against the steps so there's blood (laughs) running down my ankle. Immediately ruining the scene. Well, I'm in excruciating pain and I'm dribbling blood everywhere. I don't say anything about it. I just get in the water. Oh, salty sting healing the wound. And I swim over to... And that's how I meet Aurelio. Anyway, cut a long story short... I stay a night in, in, on the island of Capri. Yeah. He takes me the next day for lunch on this private island off the Amalfi Coast, which has Rudolf Nureyev's villa on it, yeah. right, the ballet dancer. I think it's called La Galli or something. You can hire it now for about like $300,000 a minute. <laughs> so it's on this private island and a friend of Aurelio's is staying there and we have lunch there and they just bring the most incredible tomatoes mm. i've always had a conflicted relationship with tomatoes right yeah, yeah didn't like them as a kid at all and tomatoes are a fruit correct yeah mm-hmm. so these tomatoes really tasted fucking phenomenal <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean really <laughs> extraordinary like all my life my dad has said don't be so fussy about tomatoes they're a fruit <laughs> and i'm like shut up they're not a fruit they're weird yeah. these tomatoes they were just sensational and they were chopped into a bruschetta with some amazing 
olive oil on. Mm. And it was just the most beautiful thing mm. I've ever tasted. There was another big mysterious billionaire who I think had hired the island and he had all these peculiar artists and people there. It was very odd. It's a bit like that John Fowles book, The Magus. Have you ever read that? No. People who've read that might know what I mean. Just this weird collection of people. So I'm sitting next to Aurelio. He's smoking a cigar. The other billionaire's smoking a cigar. Aurelio's watching him and he leans over to me and says, that man smokes a cigar like he is sucking a cock. <laughs> and I say, yeah, yeah, he is. Mm. What? That's the sort of thing billionaires, the sort of quip. Yeah. Billionaires I mean, It's make. good. And that guy lent over to the guy who's next to him and said exactly the same thing about probably. Aurelio. Probably. probably. Yeah. Also, I'd imagine uh, I wasn't there, mm. but I don't think he was. From the mm. mental picture in your mind? Well, or do listen, you think they're two very different? I've been very lucky in my life to... I've sucked a lot of cock. To, to, <laughs> to sm- to I've, just... I've seen people smoking cigars. <laughs> yeah. I've seen... Joe, you know what? I've seen people... Yeah, doing that. Going down on people. Yeah. I cannot imagine anyone doing one as they would do the other. Really? When I suck a cock, I go... <laughs> That's a pipe, isn't it? <laughs> I think this guy might have been licking the tip of the cigar <laughs> with a circular tongue motion. I don't know whether this is a false false memory syndrome. <laughs> See, but that's yeah, what I sprung think, into my head. I feel like you might have invented that. Don't you moisten the one end of the cigar? Oh, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Anyway, listen, Aurelia Durenz was a really lovely, incredibly generous man. Yeah. And he gave me it. the time of my life. Yeah. He also gave me the tomato of my life. So for my starter, I would be there in that on Rudolf Nureyev's private island yeah. with Aurelio and the cigar-sucking man yeah. <laughs> with that br- bruschetta, with the elements of that bruschetta. Oh, you should probably just delicious. jump in and say, when we talk about a mysterious billionaire on a private island, yeah. it's not that one, right? No, it's that not one, that. that. One, well, there's a few to choose from. <laughs> what a reveal! What but, a reveal uh, at the end of no, that story. I was only there for lunch, so I don't know what happened when the sun went down. Yeah, and everybody seemed of a legal age. Yes, there, but everyone was quite confused. <laughs> it's well, beautiful. Look at it on the internet. It's amazing. It sounds beautiful stunning. villa. Bruschetta is the kind of thing where the best version of it is like. Why would you need anything else? What, why would you need yeah. anything else? It's, just, it's great. You think? Yeah. 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 I mean, crunchy, mm, fresh, delicious. Yeah, fantastic. Oh. I think billionaire bruschetta, that's how you want it. Yes. Billionaire bruschetta. The billionaire bruschetta club. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a new series for Netflix. It's a new hip-hop label. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> billionaire bruschetta. It club. also sounds like a horrible hybrid between billionaire shortbread and bruschetta. Yeah. <laughs> like just well, a thick layer of right. caramel. Tomato. Oh no, James is interested. Look at who you're talking to. I'm interested as well. Look at who you're talking to. You think think I don't want that? (laughs) You'd eat eat that like you were sucking a cock. I would. would. And you you know how I suck a cock. I attack attack the cock. Championi, championi, ole, ole, ole. Would you say, Joe, that I was the championi just then? Uh, I don't know. You sort of insulted my film, so no. Was that like a football chant? Yeah, 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 yeah. He took Aurelio took me to the only football match I've ever been in in my life because he owns Naples. He owns Napoli. Yes. And uh, we drove there the wrong way down a busy road, literally into the oncoming traffic. Yeah. Uh, it was extraordinary, and because it was Aurelio, and all the fans just parted. Wow. Wow. Uh, and we watched uh, a match in Naples football ground, which which is really old and they can't rebuild it because 
It's taken them centuries to figure out where all the different families sit. Uh-huh. And if you knocked it down, Aurelio told me, and rebuild it, you'd have to enter negotiations with all the different families. Families, yeah. <laughs> to try to into how much stand they had. And yeah. It's just evolved over so long that it's sort of settled now. Wow. But it's sort of it's sort of crazy and crumbling, and it was quite an aggressive, violent, messy game. Wow. I loved it. During that trip, were you just every five minutes going, what the hell is going on? I can't what? quite believe it happened. He invited me over a few times. Joe. Come to my estate in Sicily. I give you a million dollars. Write the film for me. He owned half of Cinecetta. Cinecetta is a very famous Italian film studio where all the Fellini films were shot and stuff. Okay. Um, He was a lovely man, but no, I just went home. He didn't give you a million pounds? (laughs) No, he didn't. Your dream main course... Okay, well, I'm going to go somewhere else for my dream main course. I think I would go to... Do you ever, like, go on holiday? Do you ever go on holiday? Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, I have yeah, been, yeah. yes. You're yeah. so privileged. <laughs> um, to Crete or one of the Mediterranean islands. Mm. And you're driving along the coast and you stumble upon what seems like a little family-run restaurant mm-hmm. with only three or four tables. Yeah. This happened to us on a holiday to Crete. And we stumbled upon this little restaurant by the sea... Uh, with little tables and I think it was run by a husband and wife and we thought well we'll try this place and we sat down and it had just sort of quite a simple menu fish and chips and grilled shit Uh, (laughs) (laughs) just two things on the menu stuff shit meaning stuff (laughs) and uh, so we ordered fish and chips and a salad Uh so basically it was as if Tom Conti from um, from Shirley Valentine (laughs) rolled up his sleeves with his hairy forearms yep waded into the sea like pleasure to fish to death with his fingers <laughs> bought it out literally just gutted it yeah. slapped it on the grill while his wife uh his grumpy horny-nosed wife skinned some fresh potatoes uh-huh. and then threw them dismissively into a scalding pan of boiling hot oil and then his luscious daughter peeled a, a uh, lettuce and sliced a cucumber yeah. and then they, and, w- and while they're doing this we're just looking out over the sea and looking at the stars, looking at the island of what was it called? Spinner, 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 what's it called? <laughs> Spinacopter? <laughs> no, what is it called? I wrote it down. Spinner longer. Beautiful island, no lights on it, you know, deserted. Yeah. Oh. And then they just serve you this just incredible, fresh, yeah. grilled, fried yumminess. Mm. And then the bill comes and it's like almost nothing. Like a quid. So you just tip them incredibly generously because you thought that's how much it would cost yes. so you feel good about that as well and then you leave and then you try and find it again and you can't it's gone it's, and it's it, just like a mystical magical and it burnt down 100 Mediterranean years ago. Yeah. they were all dead <laughs> Lockwood and Co Netflix January the 27th yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't let them touch you yeah. but have you ever had an experience like that yeah and it's the very Mediterranean experience as well I think mm. Yeah, and also Peckham. And, oh, and yeah. Peckham. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> I don't think there's any places like that in Peckham. It's where the surroundings really help the taste of the food as well, I think. But also, like, if it's fresh fish and yeah. fresh cut chips, it's incredible. But if you, you have those, those surroundings and the company you're with and looking out across the sea, like, you yeah. can't really get much better than that. Just me, the simple Mediterranean people, the fish and my industry friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Chatting about the business. <laughs> it's the thing I'm always like, because I haven't really had an experience like that. And I'm always very jealous because we've had some guests come on the podcast and fresh caught fish mm. that they've had on a holiday mm. is often one of the things that comes up because obviously it's one of the best things you can eat anywhere. Mm. And every time I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do it so bad. Like, and I should, whenever my next holiday is, deliberately go to somewhere where I can do that because... Are you saying yeah. you didn't get that at Disney? No, when I went to Disney World, I didn't get the freshly caught fish. Yeah. Even. Because they have to... SeaWorld would do it. Yes. Yeah, that'd be good. Should have gone there. At Disney, they do have, well, fresh fish, but they take it and then and then they have to cut it all into the shape of Mickey's head. Yeah. And it just, by the time it gets to you, it's right, just... Right, or, or flounder. Yeah. Or Nemo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do your dream side dish. Yes. So you've got chips. You've got chips with the fish anyway, but that's all part of the part yeah, of the main. Yeah, that's on the yeah. main plate. Well, so, I don't know. I'm not big on side dishes, to be honest. It feels like being unfaithful, you know, a bit on the side. <laughs> feels like having a fancy woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just have, you, have woman, the yeah. fucking main dish. And yeah. Don't like put it on the plate. Like, what's mm. the point? But uh, you, look, you're you're very welcome to put it on the plate. But yeah. you know, this is just an opportunity for an extra bit of delicious food. Mm. Right. Well. I don't know. I, I really couldn't really think of anything exciting, but if I got to have a vegetable, right? Mm. So usually it's the sort of, um, it's where you get your veg. Mm. Well, I'm trying to think of the word. It's like the righteous portion of the meal, the good for you bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would just like somebody to say I've grated some carrot and <laughs> and put some something nice on it, like some some sort of crumbly, nutty, you know, shit that makes carrot taste nice. <laughs> like a sort of crumb, a crumbly, nutty Something crumb. Something like that. You know, yeah. stuff that people do to make boring vegetables yeah. taste yeah, like, like they deserve to be eaten. Some herbs. Some herbs. I had yeah. some the other day and it was delicious. Yeah. It was like some, some oil, maybe some warm butter mm. with bits of like crumbly toast and nuts yeah. and... Probably some little bacon flecks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you want to elevate anything, put some bacon yeah. flecks on. Yeah. But it's grated carrot you want. It was grated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to sit in a high-class restaurant like Bugs Bunny and yeah. nibble a, nibble a whole a... carrot. Ah, what's that? Smoking yeah. a, a cigar then. Hold on. We only got what's up there, not, not Doc, but then you... Were... Well, because it was the maitre d' I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was a genuine question. I wanted to know what was up. Was up? Yeah, well, I kind of, um, I bailed on the impression midway through. Because mm. I, I feel I wasn't committed to it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, thank you. I did that um, in primary school when I was four or five. Mm. There was a girl and it was her last day at the at the school. And we were, sit we were sitting down for like register or whatever. And I turned out round and said, hey, Siobhan. And before I could say anything to her, uh, the girl next to her went, I love you. Like that. Like, oh. and, and, and I didn't know what to say. So I went, what's up, doc? And then I turned back round and faced the teacher, absolutely mortified. Yeah. Remember that? I still think about you it didn't all the do time. The, you didn't do the little, uh, doesn't he make a little noise? I put, I put me in, what's up, doc? And then like, and then, and then right back to the front going, Gutted. Jesus Christ. But like... <laughs> But like, yeah, also probably thinking, that other kid, that was, they, they were genuinely funny doing that I love you thing. That was funny. I love, that's really funny. And my thing was really, especially for like a five-year-old yeah, kid yeah, yeah. to go like, to make use of that little gap of going, hey, Siobhan. And she goes, I love you. Because that's quite funny for a five-year-old to yeah, tell yeah. another five-year-old yeah. on her last day of school before she leaves that they love them. 
<laughs> it's quite funny. This feels like this could be underpinning your whole career. Yeah, I yeah. think that, that traumatic think is, moment is, this like is the origin Rosebud. story. Yeah, it is. It's the whole. I'm just trying to be funnier than that girl. Yeah, but I'll never be funnier than that. No. Keep, she was five. Keep keep working at it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is it cold grated carrot you want? Just cold grated uh, carrot. The grated with... carrot I had the other day was cold. I think. Yeah. Mm. Is that all right? I yeah. Mean, you, yeah. Seem frightened you can have what you want. No, I'm just interested. I'm just interested in cold grated carrot with some. I'm sure there's something better out there. Crummy spicy shit on top. No. Yeah. Well, I no. To be fair, I totally agree with you. It's it actually brings out the flavour a little bit more yeah. sometimes. Mm. I mean, carrots taste like dirt. Don't they? However, however sweet the carrot, really there's a little. Wash it, man. But no, inside them there is a core of soil, <laughs> isn't there? It's very difficult to eat a carrot that doesn't have a little soily aftertaste. Mm. And uh, so, and, and I don't agree you, with it. No, you don't agree with it. No, but it's difficult to. Dis- it's also difficult to disagree with because it's your. It, it's your taste. Yeah, it's yeah. You no, I can. T- so I think I've of... just got a much more refined palate than you guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think really got, I think you've got a mud mouth. The soil, <laughs> a muddy mouth. You got a mud mouth. I mate. do have a muddy mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the first words I said in this podcast was shit. Yeah. yeah. So you're shit clearly box. right. Shit box. Shit box. Shit box from a mud mouth. Question oh. about your mouth, mm. <laughs> your voice. How, how many people have asked you this before? Because I'm yeah. genuinely interested in this, and I, I don't know if it has been brought up. But I mean, you must be aware of it. Is that you, Louis, and Adam have the same voice, right? Yeah, it's my voice. They copied it. Is that what's happened? Because no yeah. one else in the world has it. Well, you've got to remember I'm older than yeah. them. I'm the oldest of the three of us. Louis's the youngest, Adam's in the middle, and I'm the eldest. So my I, vo- whose voice broke Let first me tell you, I would on? think of it, I would, I'd, have, I'd have guessed completely the opposite way around for Really? That, that it was Louis's voice and Adam and I, I No, I'd guess that it. Louis was the oldest. Really? You were the youngest mm. and Adam still remains well, in the middle. Well, that's how we've aged. Louis has become a wizened sort of Magnus Pike figure. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Disguise, that's not true. He's a very handsome man. <laughs> yes. Um, this also isn't true. Adam is, <laughs> is, a, is a, hides his... Uh, face with a beard, so you yeah. don't know what's going on, yeah. really. I have the face of a sort of middle-aged Annie Lennox <laughs> <laughs> impersonator. <laughs> or maybe Sebastian Coe after he's run a very long race. <laughs> he's a runner. I yeah. don't know what I look like. What's the question? Same uh, voice. Why, why do the three of you have the same voice and no one else in the world has that voice? Well, because we've been friends for since we were 13. Yeah. And we've spent a long time together. And I don't know. I really don't know. Also, you all went to the same school, right? Yeah, but it wasn't like a voice school. Okay, I, I think other people like came yeah. out of out of it speaking different. Didn't I they? don't know. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Very nice But, but, voice, but, but you so do you know. copy each other's. Very like, nice. if you're close friends, you do. If you spend a lot of time with someone, yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. Um, like I've picked up certain things from Edgar, knowing him a lot. Yeah. Uh, that 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 I do and I like. Like directing. <laughs> directing. <laughs> Uh, a lot of writing tips, but also like he would go, "Oh lordy, lordy, lord," <laughs> and I now love that's one of my favourite exclamations. Oh lord! And in fact, the other day my mum said it, yeah. and I was like, oh, "She never said that before," but I've been saying it around her. Yeah, and now she's picked it up. So it's fun just that. picking up little mannerisms yeah. from friends, isn't it? It makes life more it's entertaining. Nice. It is nice. And yeah. it's a nice way of talking, the way that the three of you is. have. It's a very You've nice... got a good voice. Yeah, I've got a great voice. It's not West Country, is it? No, it's Kettering, Northamptonshire. But yeah. a lot of people, West Country was... The, when, I went, when I started comedy, it was on open mic circuit. Everyone assumed I was from the West Country and would say that to me. Yeah, it's got but, a so nice it's about sort of... Out the side of the mouth. 
kind of long AR sounds. But it's mm. sort of slightly Close. lazy. Yeah. And uh, oh, slightly and is an understatement. Of, yeah. yeah, laid back sounding. But then yeah. you Horrible. say very assertive things with it, which is funny. Uh, You've got a more like straightforward voice. Blank. Blank. Yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Just a uh, blank voice. Little blank voice. Yeah. No, you've got a very nice voice, so you've got a very uh, mellifluous voice. Is it RP? Is that what people say, or is that that? Does that mean something else? Received pronunciation. Yeah. What does that uh, mean? That means just a sort of. I think it's sort of plain, plain, plain voice, <laughs> really like, plain. That's yeah, what yeah, RP yeah. is. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of like yeah, just like your BBC, your Turn average BBC voice. Yeah. Ed had a bit of stand-up once where he said that his face looks like when you're um, making a character on the Wii um, and it looks like that person before you've added anything yes. to it. Yeah. And maybe also has the same <laughs> I've voice. I've got the voice of that as well, yeah. No, you'd be a good sort of, a sort of Dean Kane style, you know, Smallville. Oh, you know, please. Like you could that, play what Superman what now that Cavill what, what, has... Uh, yeah, what a compliment. Part. Yeah. Did you ever, ever have BBC, vo- have you ever had BBC voice training? No. I had no, BBC no. voice training. Did you? A woman trained me. This is when I was doing the BBC, uh, the, the Radio 4 f- film review show. So I had that official training. She she tore the corners off a piece of A4 paper, stuck them with sellotape to the microphone like cat's ears. Oh. She didn't know I had a cat. Yeah. You, br- said, you breathed in and they immediately stuck to your epiglottis. Yes, that, <laughs> luckily that didn't happen. How many plies are we talking? I'm not sure A4 paper has plies. <laughs> I think those are tissues. Listen. So then she said, talk to the microphone like you're talking to your cat. Wow. And that's why when you listen to Radio 4, it's particularly soothing and addictive. Mm-hmm. And she also said, talk to the microphone like you're talking to your partner who is lying next to you on, in your bed or, and with their head on the, on the next door pillow. Uh-huh. Next door pillow? <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so that's why there's a sort of slightly sexy, yeah. close, or certainly there used to be a mm. slightly sort of sexy, close mic tone to Radio 4, and it's why it's the housewife... <clears throat> it's been Christ, a while. <laughs> the training's wearing off. But it's why it's the housewife's favourite, you know? Well, see, if I, if I got a Radio 4 show, it'd just be me going, don't, don't jump on the shelf! Get away, get away from that vase! Because <laughs> my girlfriend's always doing that. Really? Yeah, she jumps on the shelf. <laughs> She's always everywhere. Why did... Couldn't she just say, speak to the microphone like it's your cat? Why did she have to put the ears on? I don't know, because that's the sort of inspirational teacher methodology that got her where she was. Yeah. So a tail? Did she add a little tail to the other side? <laughs> she did not add a tail. Mm. There was a wire, Lazy. I guess. Oh, yeah, you pretend that's a tail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you might make a better teacher than her Maybe. by extending the cat analogy. A couple of little legs off of it? Yeah. Well, thank you for answering that question about your voice, because uh, I think it all the time. And that, it's, all right. and, uh, it's a personal question. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if it's confusing. And maybe I'll try and get a new voice. <laughs> no, I was trying. I, I, uh, oh, Homer Simpson? Yeah, any of those any good? <laughs> any of those, you, you started any talking like oh, Homer. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, <sighs> I don't know. I'm just, this is just the beginning. It's very um, protoplasmic. Yeah. yeah embryonic. Yeah. And I'll, I'll keep can't... working on it. Maybe I need to contact the lady again. Yeah. Hello, I need a new voice. What animal should I speak I to? I sound too similar to my friends and everyone's getting confused. Can you design a new voice for me? Of course I can. I designed Stephen Fry's voice. I designed... Who else has got a particularly distinctive voice? Uh, McKellen? I designed Ian McKellen's voices. That took me years. 
I shall design a new voice for you. It's very expensive, but I can do it. Can you afford it? Y- yes. And get that Italian man to pay for it. Yes. Very well. You won't be hearing from me for several months, but when you do hear it from me again, I will have a new voice for you. Thanks very much. Hang up the phone. And will the voice be that voice you were just I like that voice. Who knows what you should the voice... nick the voice off that lady. That one, yeah, oh, that would be quite good if you start tiring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you really put, put Listen, let's all do that. the rest of this podcast in new voices. <laughs> in different voices. <laughs> well, let's do it in e- each other's voices. Well, that might That's be insulting. Hard. Yeah, but then we can just carry on the podcast as normal and pretend it's the other person talking. All right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. that's good. Go. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast, guys. <laughs> That's a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Joe. So tell us again about your Netflix show. I oh, actually don't. We've heard twice. We don't care. Dream drink. <laughs> James is I, now looking I, at me like I need to well, give him I, the answer. As you know, I don't like hot drinks. Uh, I, I, I only just started drinking lemon and ginger, but it's not one of my favourite drinks yet. And actually, I, I drink alcohol, but I don't I don't drink it that much so, to, to be my favourite drink. So actually, my favourite drink would just be uh, a Ribena. Uh, that's good. Did I get that right? Well done. I don't think I could uh, host this podcast. <laughs> Did I get that right, that it would be a Ribena? No, no, I don't like Ribena. No. No, I don't like Ribena. My drink, you want to know my drink? Yes, yeah. please. That's essentially oh, it. Yeah. It's not a hot um, drink, is it? It's not a hot drink, no. Well, I tell you what down. I'm drinking a lot of at the moment is Coke Zero. Good on you. Yeah, nice. I mean, we were in the writer's room for this show, mm-hmm. and one of the writers was drinking Coke Zero. I'd never encountered it before. You never right. even... Cross paths with it. Wow. No, I think I was drinking. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very infantile with drinks. I was drinking squash. Wow. I was drinking orange, fresh orange juice, watered down. Mm-hmm. Maybe some water. Fresh orange juice, watered down is pretty grown up, though. I'd say. Yeah. Maybe because you're watering it down. But then I try, and it tastes really good. Coke Zero. Mm. Really good. And I don't drink tea or coffee, so I do need some caffeine from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get it from. I worry about what's in it. In sure. Coke Zero. Yeah. I don't know that's how the, they're making it taste so sweet. So, yeah. Well, well it's, it's artificial thing, sweetness it? and like... But it, is it? Is yeah. it? Aspartame or whatever Aspartame, it's yeah. But that's, yeah. I, I think sometimes about because like, obviously, so I, I'm a, I'm similar. So yeah. I, I like Coke Zero, Diet yeah. Coke, yeah. Pepsi Max. Yeah, Diet Coke's much more watery, isn't it? Mm. Girly than uh, <laughs> di- uh, than Coke Zero, which is a man, is it's specifically designed for men. Yes. It was. It was targeted yeah. Yeah. Uh, for like the yeah. lettering is black, uh, yeah. d- d- like darkness and fear and uh, things that men yeah. are concerned with. But yes, they were trying to aim it at people. It's like again, I mean, I don't want to come across as just a massive fan of Ed Gamble's comedy here, uh, but uh, Ed, Ed had a bit about moisturizer. Having to rebrand itself, he's like, "Oh, it's Bulldog Moisturizer for men," which is exactly the same moisturizer yeah. as any other thing. Yeah. But he's having to make stupid men use it and actually take care of themselves. That was the premise. There was punchlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah some yeah, punchlines yeah, yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good enough for me. He'd do his catchphrase <laughs> a lot of the time. Just observa- observational yeah, right. comedy. So uh, let's just say moisturizer, guys. So yeah. on to the next bit. I remember, I remember watching that routine and thinking, "Do you know what? I know he's my friend, but that's a bloody good point." <laughs> <laughs> And also, to me, because I haven't had full-fat Coke in ages, yeah. so Coke Zero and Diet Coke taste just like a full-fat Coke now. So there's yeah. no point yes. me having a full-fat yes. Coke. You, you can tell the difference, though, between Coke Zero and Diet Coke, right? Yes. What's yes. the difference? I think you're right that the Diet Coke tastes a bit more yeah, watered down. It's got thinner. a little bit of perfume in it. I think there's a... Really? A splash of perfume. <laughs> 
<laughs> you think they've floral. marketed it to women by it's putting just, perfume yeah. in. It's just lighter and more airy. Yeah. It's sort of like a convertible car, long blonde hair blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, but it says a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Coke Zero, Zero. Yeah. Yeah, and we can deal with Zero. We're not frightened of Zero. zero nothing. Zero. Mm. I, on a hot day, what would you prefer? What? I'd always go for Coke Zero because it's you? sweeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It tastes sweeter. Though. And I did read up on it. Mm. And you'd have to drink like litres and litres a day for it to have. <laughs> or a rat would have to drink litres and litres a day before the rat started growing enormous balls <laughs> <laughs> on its on its head. On its head. That yeah. is what happens with too much because it's so, it's got testosterone in it. Ah, uh, that's what it's It's right. sweetened with testosterone. Yeah, yeah. Diet Coke has a little bit of perfume. Uh, Coke Zero has a little bit of testosterone. Well, if you drink too much, you start just getting too manly. If you like the, the, the Coke Zero sweeter, yeah. so have you ever dove, uh, dove into the world of Cherry Pepsi Max? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't. Do you like that stuff? We like Cherry Pepsi Cher- Max Cherry Pepsi podcast. And, right. And I've got, I've got a bone to pick. Mm. I think there's a conspiracy to get rid of Cherry Pepsi Max. Really? Every petrol station I've been into recently, and that's a lot. Yeah. All the cherry Pepsi Max is gone, and it's cher- it's Pepsi Max with raspberry, yeah, which looks almost exactly the same because it's only yeah. a tiny little fruit emblem. So I've bought that accidentally a few times, yeah. And the Coke Zero with cherry is uh, like taking up most of the shelf space. I think I've not seen a cherry Pepsi Max for about a month. That does happen every yeah. now and then. There's uh, every now and then there's like machinations in 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 the industry that the consumer can barely you know glimpse. Yeah, yeah. like when Haribo took over the entire. Sweet industry. Yeah. yeah. That happened by stealth, didn't it? Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> what, one year there was pick and mix. Yeah. The next year there was fucking Haribo. Yeah. Everywhere. That's all you can get. But they could be phasing it out. They could be. I no one drinks Why the would you phase it out? No one drinks the Raz. I mean, no one over 12 generally drinks that stuff, do they? What? Uh, cherry Pepsi <laughs> Max is my little treat when I'm driving somewhere. Is Thank it? you. Yeah. Yes. If you, if you have one. Uh, would you drink cherry juice? Oh, a lovely cup of fresh cherry juice. <laughs> so would I'm... you get a cherry juicer? <laughs> I'd get a little cherry juicer. And drink fresh cherry juice? I'd, for mm. a while, I um, ha- I used to, always used to have a bottle of sour cherry juice in, in the in the mm. fridge because I heard it was healthy. Seriously? Nice. Yeah. And was it nice? Yeah. Really? You can buy it in concentrate as well, put it in like smoothies and would stuff. Would you squeeze Ooh. a cherry into a drink just to add a little bouquet? One, 100% I'd would do you? that. Yeah. You're crazy. In a little cocktail, I'd like spritz a cherry on, wipe it around the edge of the glass. Would you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, you're classy. I love cherries. I feel very uh, pedestrian in your company. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's bought a cherry stoner. Have you ever seen those things? Oh, I love that. I love no, the is salmon. That, is that someone who's never smoked weed before? <laughs> A ch- what? <laughs> a cherry stoner? Yes. Uh, that very good. I'm there. Thank you. No, it it pushes the um, stone out of a cherry. Yeah. At first, I thought, what is this ridiculous gadget cluttering up our cutlery drawer? And now I can't eat a cherry without it. It's yeah. incredibly efficient. Is it very satisfying to use it? It sounds satisfying. It's very satisfying. It sh- it precisely just ejects that stone. Yeah. That's so cool. It's really good. I recommend it. You'd love it. I'd love it. You're a cherry you Fernando. Cherry. I'm a cherry Fernando. Yeah. How? Yeah. You're a Nelly Fernando. Nelly Fernando. The cherry Fernando. Yeah. Nelly Fernando. We've all seen Fernando. that Netflix yeah, series. Yeah. <laughs> Your dream dessert. You know, I'm not a big pudding fan. Okay. Because I would rather skip pudding. Okay. Feel superior. 
oh, I'm not going to have any pudding. Yeah. Everyone else eats awful puddings. Oh, you've got a pudding YouTube channel, haven't you, or something? <laughs> haven't you? We've so done, you're heavily we've, into puddings. Yeah, we, we, we've done a um, a YouTube series called Just Yeah, yeah. James is looking... Just Puddings. I don't know. Well, Something's going on. I'm ready for whatever's going to happen here. Right. If you're skipping pudding... So I'm skipping pudding, but I'll tell you what be, I'm, I'm doing later. I'm going to be polite to you now. Later. So I felt self-righteous skipping pudding and watching yeah. it, and everyone else stuffs their faces, and, yeah. and, and secretly they're thinking... Oh, Joe's better than me. He's not having pudding. Yeah, that's good. We're not yeah. thinking that. No but one's later, thinking that. We're thinking I'm going to the that. fucking news agent. <laughs> yeah, and I'm buying some fucking sweets. Okay, good. Because okay, good. because the confectionery industry has surpassed the pudding industry. Wow, that is that's why, a big claim. That is why Round Trees and Mars have started to migrate into the puddings industry. Okay, Snickers ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Revels Moose. Uh huh. You know, the puddings Moose? industry hasn't migrated into the confectionery industry. What do you mean, Revels Moose? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you that, maybe you not that specific thing. You but home. you know, you yeah, you can get a Revels Moose. <laughs> you can't get a Revels right, Moose. You can get a Maltesers Moose. Yeah, Maltesers yeah, yeah. Moose. A Revels yeah. Moose, would, a Revels be moose would be magic. Yeah. It'd be like a Willy Wonka. Well, you'd have there. those bits in. I mean, they should do it. Or it could be like a fruit corner where you tip the yeah. contents into the chocolate. It'd be delicious. Or it'd have to be like one pot, but you don't know what it is until you get home. So you get home and go, oh, it's like a, a massive oversized Yeah, raisin. it's a minstrel uh, flavour oh, mousse. Yeah. And then another time, yeah, it's a coffee yeah. one. But, but there's nothing a pudding can do that confectionery can't do better. What? Wow. Well, hold on. What about heat and texture? Listen, and te- yeah. I'm very relieved that you're having a dessert and it is a sweet thing. But at the same yeah. time, this, this, this claim is... So for my dessert... Two and a half hours later, I'm having a Yorkie. I'm having a Yorkie biscuit and raisin duo. Another product specifically designed for men. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, is yeah, your yeah. problem, man? <laughs> they literally I'm had a just, whole marketing campaign I'm that was very like manly. excluded. I'm very, very manly. Yeah. Very but that's manly, my current yeah. Jones. It's the they, best. Uh, it's, it's the best Yorkie thing. as well. That's what, what I'm it's going for at the moment. The best Yorkie yeah. by a country market. Yeah. I don't think I will ever eat any of the other Yorkies again because no. why would you? The raisin and biscuit Yorkie is mm. clearly the Mm-mm. best. I love the little bits of biscuit. Mm. I would love a bag of just little bits of biscuit. I'd love right. to eat them. I could graze really? on that quite easy. Yes. Yeah, I, I think they're very satisfyingly, just perfectly spherical, yeah. those little bits of biscuit. Nice packaging as well. Mm. Pu- Royal purple. Royal purple. <laughs> Prince loved them. Really? <laughs> Lovely, the yellow and purple goes together. Yeah. yeah, he only ate. And he drank only ate purple, purple, things. purple things. He did only yeah. drink purple. Yeah, it's what yeah. sent him to an early grave. <laughs> Too many Yorkies. 69? Maybe not. I think he was 69. He wasn't, was he? I thought that's that's a new format point. Wow. After you did that. Once you finish your Yorkie? (laughs) You've had your Yorkie. Yeah. Would you like to 69? (laughs) The old double cigar? (laughs) After a heavy meal? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to. Might Uh, be breezy. Immediately after a heavy meal? Actually, I think think, think Bobby was was 69 and they died in the same year. So that's what I'm thinking. Right. I'm not, I don't Maybe. think he was. Is that the famous year that, no, that's not the yeah. famous year. 2016, everyone died. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. So I know that's controversial, but so if I had to have a pudding from the menu, I would go for a single scoop of vanilla ice cream. No. No, no. no. Don't, don't, we don't, we don't want to make you pure. have something. You go, you go to the garage yeah, or whatever, or the, the news agents, and yeah. get yourself a purple Yorkie. And yeah. I love that. <laughs> and you're getting the duo, which I'm I respect the duo, as well. Because yeah, there's I, a few more lumps on it. The single Yorkies. Not enough. It's not enough, is no. it? It's quite annoyingly not enough, actually. Mm. When it's, I mean, all of these chocolate bars that, that they say family pack, sharing bag, duo, I mean, that's bullshit, isn't it? That's for what? And they know it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're it's just legal loopholes. Well, it's why it's they le- change right. 
they can't call it king size anymore. Yeah. Must be a thing. But no no one's sharing that. No. No. Fucking shit, are they? Do you, still think, down. <laughs> do you still think king size in your head? When you're eating it, do you think this, king, is, this is king size? Oh, because did they used to be called king size? Yeah, they were called they king, called king size, size. And then they had and to change the name of duo. You're, you're, you're someone who likes to <laughs> quite heavily... <laughs> Uh, apply gender to their foods <laughs> and then you would be like this is king I'm a king this is king size yeah. I'm yeah. a king yeah I would feel like a king <laughs> yeah and you did if you, yeah. if you made that movie now yeah. the kid who would be king yes you'd have to change it to the kid who would be duo and have to have two kids in the lead oh, role yeah. that would be very good yeah. and we could be and it could have been sponsored by Yorkie yeah and yeah instead of Excalibur it could have been a chocolate sword <laughs> with some biscuit bits in it that would be nice. That would be very nice. It would come out of the stone more easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Just, if the right person wields it, you know, yeah, don't want to yeah, pick you up on Yorkie the folklore, sword. but, you know, you'd have to be, I guess if it was a Yorkie sword, yeah, it'd just be <laughs> loads of people. Well, it would snap like, off too easily, wouldn't it? I don't I, think it would come out of this well, stone. Well, I think Yorkie would have it that it'd be, the whole film would be mm. um, women trying to pull it out and it not working. <laughs> And then right at the end, just any bloke goes, yeah! A truck, a truck driver. And pulls out, I did it! I'm going to read your menu back to you now, see how you feel about it. Water, you want a big expensive bottle of sparkling yeah, water yeah. and you want a champagne flute to drink it yes, out of. Pop on some bread, you want bread from Morrow with olive oil. Yeah. Starter, the bruschetta from Rudolf Nureyev's private island. Yes, yes I do. Main course, fresh fish with chips and salad from a Crete restaurant that you can never find again. Yeah. Side dish, grated cold carrot with crumbly shit that makes it delicious. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I want written on the menu as well. Drink, Coke Zero. Oh, Dessert, yeah. you're going to pass, but then hours later, you're going to have a biscuit, a raisin, Yorkie duo from yes. a newsagent. Yeah, that really does sound delicious. Yeah. You're excited about it. Yeah, like this is a good... Back? I mean, it felt silly while we were doing it, but now I think this has been very useful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what a lot of our guests feel. Yeah, you know, yeah, they feel awful during the main the main record, and then yeah, at but the then end, when, they think when the results are read, good, actually, mm. yeah, they feel really pleased. It makes sense, and it's quite healthy that as well, isn't it? Um, yes, it is. Fresh grilled fish, bruschetta, yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, not, that's quite a health. I wouldn't quite, see someone eat that and call them unhealthy. Sort of Mediterranean, no. yeah. Sort of that healthy Mediterranean thing, you know, like yeah. the Olivia advert, the like Mediterranean. Yes, and I'm in really beautiful healthy. locations. Yeah. Yes. Apart from the garage. Yeah. The <laughs> That's where you end up after all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But there'll be a garage somewhere on, even if you're on the Amalfi Coast, there'll be a garage. Yeah, yeah. They can get I'm a, sure Aurelio could sort Yorkie. you out with a speedboat to a local garage. Well, he'd, pri he'd private jet the Yorkies in. Yeah. Wouldn't oh, yeah. he? Yes, that'd private be the final thing to convince you to write the yeah. film for him. I'll get yes. you all the Yorkies your heart could desire. An infinite Yorkie bar mm. just went on forever. How many chunks do you reckon you get through the infinite Yorkie bar? What, before I died? Mm. Before you died or you just gave up? I would not give up. Okay, before <laughs> you died. Would you say when you, uh, when you did that, mm. you'd attack the chock? Champion, champion, ole, ole, ole. What I would say well, is Well, you admit that, that I'm the championi now. You, yeah, you are. You are the I would champion. say that Joe didn't enjoy it the <laughs> first mean, time yeah, you did that. You, yeah, I do admit that. Yeah, I knew that it was going to go badly. <laughs> Joe thinks that I'm making fun of his thing, which I'm not. But uh, I, 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 I saw Attack the Chuck there. It was yeah. right in front of me. And I just wanted to do it again. Yeah. That would be another Mainly very because I wanted time. to sing Championi. You sang it beautifully. <laughs> Ed joined in with me the first time I did it. Yeah, but I knew, but then and then the second but then time I really got the sense that Joe didn't enjoy it, so I yes. thought I thought James well, would I go back. Well, I just feel alienated. You know, I know I did oh, a podcast, alienated, right? Yeah, and uh, the block's got aliens in and it. we developed like weird shit that 
only people who listen to the podcast would know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? We had this call and response thing. Yeah. Stephen. Yes. Just, Stephen. Other just people coming. would shout, just coming. And uh, if I did it or, or, or like I was at a venue and someone I was with didn't know the podcast and someone shouted, Stephen, just coming. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So just that's how I feel so yeah, that. when yeah. you feel championy. I feel, <laughs> I feel late to the party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest, full disclosure, we recorded our intro for you before you got here. Yeah. I decided during the intro that uh, if, if you were to, because I, I was worried you wouldn't choose a pudding. Right. If you chose cheese, you wanted a block of cheese, I would say attack the block of cheese. And then I and then just, sing I then decided to say, and then I would sing Championi afterwards. There was no reason behind it. So it's not a long running joke on the pod. Right. It no. literally happened before you got here. I wouldn't even say it's one that I'm in on. Right. No, yeah. no, it's one of those things that I've decided to do for my own amusement. And what did you expect from me? I oh, think you, did, you did exactly what... <laughs> what did you want from oh, me? Oh, definitely I thought you'd be confused. I yeah. didn't think you, got that. you were going to think I was being rude about your film. Oh, that's, which is just what you, my, that's just my what face. you originally said. That's just my face. And then I was like, mm, I shouldn't do it again after that first time. It's what I said to myself in my head. I was yeah. like, well, don't do it again. But then yeah. when you were saying I would continue to eat the chocolate over and over the block and I would never stop eating this chocolate. I was like, it's, it's chocolates. We're talking about blocks of chocolates. It's yeah, all yeah, it's yeah. all there. But sorry, because I didn't want to make you feel alienated when you're the guest. Well, it's too late now. It's too late. But I do apologize. <laughs> but that's, that's why you apologize, right? Well, that's what we like to do. We like to welcome guests into the podcast and then at the end of the podcast... So you don't feel like you're missing out on anything yeah. by ending. We immediately alienate you and make it quite what a cold was my, end. Uh, what was my, you know, thing that I'm not allowed to say? Cornish, Cornish pasty. Cornish pasty. I guessed that it yeah. might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we didn't really think that one through. We, we've run out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a gift, whatever anyone else. 200. You're coming up to your 200th. Not podcasts. far off. Not far off. A lot of podcasts. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Joe Cornish for coming on the show. How exciting was that, James? That was extremely exciting. I felt like a naughty little boy sometimes. You were a naughty little boy, always. Very odd sometimes when you are speaking to someone in our audio format when you have listened to them so much on an audio format. Yeah. I occasionally found myself transported to just being, to listening to the Adam and Joe show podcast and it was odd for me. Yes. Uh, but but a treat. Also, I find his voice very relaxing. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'd be lulled sometimes as well. Yeah. But I think we did well. I think we were never lulled at the same time. Never lulled at the same time. That's us. Because that's what people say about us. We're alternate lullers. That's why we work well as co-hosts. Yeah. Because we never both fall into a lull at the same time. Yeah. That's the, the best co-hosts uh, yes. and sort of partner presenting team. Yeah. They're the ones who are alternately tuned out of what's going on yeah absolutely so like just then when you were talking i went in a lull but it was okay huh thank you to joe for not choosing uh kick out junkies <laughs> no that wasn't you've, uh, huh? you've been lulled again haven't you well i, I, I remember what the secret ingredient was microwave vegetables no uh, that's a different one uh cornish pasty it's cornish pasty thank you to joe for not scratching with hairs on it <laughs> choosing cornish pasty uh make sure you watch lockwood and co that is on netflix now joe's new show if a ghost touches you you're dead yeah and then you become a ghost yes sir and then you touch someone else we'll have to watch lockwood and co to find out i'm very excited to watch it it sounds quite up my street actually absolutely also we've got some thank yous to do i thank you so much to origin coffee for sending us a massive box of coffee yeah and also a cap 
Oh, yes. There's a cap, a cool cap in there. Thank you to my parents. Doing a great job raising me. And thank you to Halen Mon Salt or Halen Mon. I'm never sure how to say it. I'm so sorry if, uh, if people would like to correct me or tell me how to say Halen Mon or Halen Mon or Halen Moan, I've been told as well. So just the salt from Anglesey. Yeah. It's fantastic stuff. Delicious. The thing is, they sent us some more salt. I love it. So I've got a pot of it on the side. Keep it in a in a little sealed pot. Mm-hmm. I've got another little pot of it because they also sell to Marks and Spencers and I bought some when I was on tour to take round with me. Yeah. I've got a big bag of it. And then in the cupboard the other day, I found a uh, kilogram bag that I'd bought a couple of months ago. Right. So warning to all slugs, don't mess with Ed Campbell. Do not mess with me. <laughs> You'll be fizzing in no time. <laughs> that sounds nice though for them. Yeah, good on them. And Joe, you know what? If I was a slug and someone were to salt me, I'd like it to be that salt. Yeah. Helamon salt, please. And they can you can start putting that on your website. Yeah. Even slugs love it. Yeah, even slugs love it. Or a <laughs> quote from James Lancaster. If I was a slug, I'd like that to be the salt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'd laugh there just because Ed so quickly yeah. uh, agreed with even slugs love it. <laughs> yes, even slugs love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you again next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Even slugs love it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.